by the powers of the spirits of the East, who bring light, humor, and clarity, we call to the witches. By the powers of the spirits of the South, who bring protection, passion, and courage, we call to the witches. By the powers of the spirits of the West, who bring harmony, strength, and healing, we call to the witches. By the powers of the spirits of the North, who bring abundance, growth, and peace, we call to the witches. Desert Jen and Obsidia Musette Sage, here to share our knowledge with you on all things witchcraft. Welcome, Welcome to, to the, the Crones of the Wild Wastelands. And welcome to the Crones of the Wild Wasteland. I'm Desert Jen, here with Obsidian Muset Sage. Howdy. We're going to talk about getting back into witchcraft after you've been away. A lot of witches stop practicing their craft on a regular basis for one reason or another and find themselves unsure about how to get back to the magical routine. So grab yourself a favorite magical brew and get comfortable because we're going to give you some tips and tricks on how to bring magic back into your life. But first, the tarot card of the day. Today we pulled the Nine of Pentacles from my Elemental Power deck. This card is all about self-worth and I think this applies to our subject matter today. Um, Desert Jen, don't you? Yes, I do. Yeah, it's about getting back into witchcraft. Maybe... You left your practice because you had a low self-image about your practice and you weren't really feeling it, so you, you got out of the, the routine. But maybe now you're ready to reclaim your power. You are ready to find your way back into witchcraft again. Uh, so let's do it. Let's get back into witchcraft. Here we go. I would like to say um, one thing. We are missing an episode. We both had family emergencies happening at the same time believe it or not. Yep. And we will get that episode up on Valentine's Day. I know it's late, but there's some great information in there that I had no idea about. Right, so, right. So, uh, well, we're going to go ahead and share it. And Valentine's Around the World, you will learn, isn't necessarily on February 14th. So it's, it's cool for us to share it whenever we darn well please. That's right. Okay. But we're back at it now. Yep, so we're going to talk about calling your power back. What do you say, Desert Jen? I have done this on multiple times. You know, I get away from witchcraft, I stop practicing, I stop reading, I stop, get sucked into whatever I got sucked right, into. Right, right. And it is, it is hard to get back into. You know, this kind of happened to me last week during this family emergency, which you would think is when I needed it the most, but I kind of fell away from my patron goddess and didn't ask for her help when I needed it. Oh. I just kind of fell away and forgot that she was there for me. And when I came home, I was like, I saw the special tree that I go to when I need her. And I was like, oh my gosh, I could have called upon her the entire time. And I maybe let her help you with some of the burden. Some of the grief that I'm feeling now. Yeah. And we had a family member pass away and I, I could have, I could have had her helping us. And I just totally... Yeah, sometimes you just don't think about it. and No, sometimes you don't. I, I, you're so I, deep in your grief or your life or whatever, and you just don't think about it. Or, you know, uh, my family emergency was, fortunately, we didn't lose anybody. But almost, the thing is, I could have been pulling the power of the goddess. You know, maybe I wouldn't have been so tired at the end of the day. You know, I was just totally wiped at the end of right. the day. So. so, we're going to teach you how to call your power back. Maybe, you know, maybe people, some people in places you gave away your power to. So, maybe you gave it away to your work, your employer, your co-workers. Maybe your you kids. Let, yeah, maybe you let them take it from you. Maybe you just... Let them exhaust you. Let them just just suck it right out of you. Maybe you gave it to them voluntarily. Maybe you felt silence from your witchcraft for a while. So now you need to call it back. Here's how you do it. We're going to make a triangle with your hands. Tips of your index fingers, tips of your thumbs. It's called a mudra. Then you're going to... Actually, it's called a yoni mudra. Then you're going to place the mudra over your womb space or your lower abdomen, feet slightly apart. Close your eyes, attention on your third eye, and then you call out three times. I call, call my, my power, power back, back now. now. 
I call my power back now. I call my power back now. And between each call, visualize a bright white light coming up through the soles of your feet, through your knees, and into your womb space. Let it rest there before calling in the next one. Now, once you've done this three times, hold your power there and then repeat three times. It is safe for me to be powerful. Let's do that now. Okay. It is is safe safe for for me me to be be powerful. It is safe for me to be powerful. It is safe for me to be powerful. Then the mudra seals in your power. Bring your hands to your heart and say, so mote it be. So mote it be. This is I like that. Yeah. I really like that. That's how you ask the universe to get your power back. And now for the men that do not have a womb space, I'm sure you could hold it over your genitals and it would do the same thing. Yeah. Um, Because men feel like their power is taken as well. Yes. They're emasculated and they feel like, you know, their power is taken. So the men could do this as well. Okay. So, yeah. Okay. Call your power back. Bring it back to yourself. Don't let people silence you. You are a witch. You have every reason to use your power. Speak out. Use I your magic. Am a witch. Hear, Hear me roar. <laughs> That's right. Then you know there's another way you can, you know, connect with your practice. You can reconnect to the moon phases. You can connect with the goddess. I mean, every time I look at the moon, I see the goddess. Mm-hmm. I actually talk to her at times. It's not like I'm. You know, just staring at the moon. Just staring at the moon, but right. I'm actually talking to her. Right. Um, her phases. I love moon phases. I love watching the different ways that the world goes during the moon phases. Right. Uh, the new moon, which is for new beginnings. So if you want to start a new beginning, such as reclaiming your power, your, your power and reclaiming your witchcraft, then would be a very good time to do it. Fresh endeavors, starting a new business, do it during the new moon. Setting your goals and intentions. Same, same. Same, same, yeah. And also planting. I mean, if you look up your seeds and stuff, as many parts of the world are now starting to feel spring, most of the snow's gone here, which is not a good thing. But we're supposed to get some more in the are next we? few. Well, you know, a little bit here and there, but it's going to get cold again. Uh, I know. Um, but, you know, watch your, if you're a gardener, um, look up what seeds need to be planted during the new moon. Some are in the different quarters and stuff. But that would be one way to help um, claim your witchcraft back it is being creative and creating something and for me sometimes that's gardening right. watching the plants grow seeing how you could make make your garden look beautiful uh-huh you know different ways you can uh, arrange your garden that sort of thing i mean i know going to your house you've got all kinds of different ways you can i'm amazed because you're like oh i use this and oh, i found that and you reclaim things you repurpose things that you can use i'm like i'm really such a creative be, idea i'm going to be reclaiming a lot of cardboard boxes this year because that's going to be my raised beds yeah that's so cool yeah, and you, learn you a said lot I could YouTube. help you. <laughs> I said I could help you, but I I kill green things. I am not so good <laughs> with green things. So don't let me touch the green things. But I'll help you with the other stuff. How's okay, it? it's okay. all starting to come in from Amazon, so I'm about ready to start planting. Okay, waxing crescent. Waxing crescent. Yeah, this is also all about growth and fresh energy. So this is when you want to you know take your your new beginnings and really get these fresh ideas out really when you want to brainstorm oh i see okay really fresh energies it's also about healing energy so you need to uh, look into the side to your inner self and see what needs to be healed in order to achieve these new endeavors you know maybe it was something that quote unquote broke you well Mm -hmm. you know looking into yourself during the waxing crescent might help you find that that heal to that crack right right and you know like i said you've got to heal these things before you can move on to you know at least to the first quarter yeah you know first quarters for making decisions Mm -hmm. well you know you've prepared yourself now to come back to witchcraft you have reclaimed your power now it's time to make some you know hard decisions about how am i going to practice 
How am I going to set aside time to do my practice? The energy during the waxing crescent begins to manifest. Right. So that fresh energy mm-hmm. starts coming in. That healing energy that you've put out there starts coming in. And you got to face the challenges of the first quarter head on. Those decisions. Yeah. you got to face those head on. Yeah. And you've got to make those decisions. Pleasant. No, they're, you, you know, sometimes they're you've got to be uncomfortable. Sometimes you just got to be uncomfortable to get the end result. I mean, I I know that from firsthand experience with my family and stuff. Sometimes you've got to be uncomfortable to get the end end result that you want. Yes. Okay, the waxing gibbous. Now, the moon is still expanding. It's still, it's coming on to the full moon. Waxing's bringing in, right? Right, it's refinement. So it's like fine-tuning. All the stuff you've been working on since the new moon, you're fine-tuning it. You're, you know, sharpening those decisions. You're nurturing those decisions. You're reflecting on those decisions. And you're you're refining and edited actions and decisions that aren't working. Right. And you're, you know, you're saying, okay, this is, this is what's going to work for me. This is what I really want out of this. And this is maybe what I don't want so much. And you're just getting those ready to manifest during the full moon. Yes. Yes. And then everybody's favorite, the full moon. It's the most powerful phase. This is where you can just send that energy out there to the goddess or whatever it is that that, that you um, look to for strength. And you can just send it out there. I mean, I can feel the energy at times when I have sent things out on the full mm-hmm. moon. And, yep. and believe me, it has been powerful. It's at its peak energy. It can take what you're asking and probably manifest it a lot easier during, well, it's in right. its peak energy. Right. It's it's the best way to get what you desire yes. to come to you. Um, you can celebrate those achievements that you've made th- during the first phase, the first half of the of the phases. Um, you can also form new commitments during this time. So you can... You know, you can start to make new partnerships, new commitments, and say, hey, I want to commit to bringing witchcraft back into my life. Mm-hmm. This is what I want. I, I, I'm one who fully believes in celebrating your achievements. Mm-hmm. It's the little things. It's the little it's things the little that things. you should be celebrating. Um, I am personally right now trying to learn not to celebrate with food. Yes. I need to find non-food rewards. Right. I've decided on polymer clay molds. There you go. I'm trying not to celebrate with cigarettes, and that's super hard. Well, yeah, well, that's my my stress relief right there. It's one thing to be my stress relief, but I try to, you know, I I accomplish something at my desk. I finish it. Oh, hey, I did a great job. Let's have a smoke. You know, I just, I got to stop doing that. So I bought some. Not, not not nicotine gum, just regular sugar-free gum. Uh-huh. That's what I do now. <laughs> just chew some gum. <laughs> that, that's actually a good idea. Yeah. I might take my gum in the car into the house. There you go. So okay. another another thing you do on the full moon, it's the most powerful time for completing special projects. So again, I'm sitting at my desk doing something <laughs> good, you know. But no, if you if you have a special project that you'd like to work on, say um, you'd like to do a specific dedication spell or you want to do a specific prosperity spell that you've been working on for a while, this is the time to do it. You know, this is the time to, maybe maybe you're building a shrine or an altar that you'd like to dedicate. This is the time to do it. This is the most powerful time to do it. Yeah, the esbit is something, did I pronounce that right? Yes, I never you did. Okay, yes, you the esbit is, really, it's something that I should celebrate every month. I don't. But I should, I because I always feel so much better after we do an Aspen right. ritual. And talking about the little things, the le- the little thing that you can do that maybe will help you through the month, make some moon water. Oh, yes. Just make some moon water, and then you have a little bit of the full moon with you all, all month long. You do. You can mm-hmm. also water your plants with it. Yeah. You can do your hair with it. You can do spray your cat with it. You can do anything. I've <laughs> even drank it. Oh, yeah. And yeah. actually, it was, it was quite spiritually kind of cleansing. Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah, you can do whatever you want with moon water, and it's great. You can cook with it and make your, your meal a special meal, yeah, especially if you're getting ready to do a powerful ritual. Yes, you know, most definitely. Put it in your in your ritual bath, you know, whatever you're going to do. The next phase is the waning gibbous, and this one is all about gratitude and reflecting on what you have. So everything you've done through the full moon and up to the full moon, you're reflecting on this and what you have. 
um, you're releasing those negative emotions about anything you've acquired during this time or up to this time, releasing those negative emotions and just just being grateful for everything that you have, everything you've been blessed with, yes. everything the gods have blessed you with. So if you have wonderful children, you're even if they're not wonderful, you you're grateful for them. If you have a spouse that treats you well, you're grateful for them. If you have parents that are still alive and you know you're grateful for them. If you have a door that you can open and look out into nature and see a wonderful view. Yes. Like I do. You are grateful yes. for that. I, I open my door and I look at a mountain range that is gorgeous, especially at sunrise. Oh, it, is the it most was gorgeous, gorgeous this morning. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. And all I have to do is open my front door. Mm -hmm. I am so grateful for that. Yes. So grateful. So that's, that's what you do during the waiting game. On the last quarter, forgiveness. That's really a hard one. But I, I, I believe the forgiveness, you need to forgive yourself for your past transgressions. Oh, definitely. I mean, you, you can't change history. I mean, what's done is done. Yeah. But you have to forgive yourself, you know, for whatever it is that you have done. Um, maybe forgive people who... I don't know. There's some situations where I don't think you could ever forgive somebody. You can, you can forgive, but you don't have to forget. That's true. That's true. But I believe that most things that's ever been done to me, personally, I can forgive. You know, mm -hmm. I, I, I have tried to forgive some of the major... Most heinous. Yeah. There's, this this phase is all about readjustment and transition. You gotta you gotta forgive to move on. Yeah. You gotta let that page turn that page and and just let that chapter end. I, I guess for for me, forgiveness has had it stop churning in my brain all the time. Right. You know. Yeah. It's not sitting there dwelling and dwelling and dwelling on it and, and things. Once I, I I decided to forgive. And you don't need to tell the person you forget. Them, oh, no. You, know? you don't have to call them up and be like, hey, I'm all good. Yeah. And, and they don't need to apologize either. No. You don't have to wait helps. around for an apology. <laughs> it, yeah, it helps. But you don't have to wait 10 years for an apology because it's probably not going to happen. Probably not going to happen. So the thing is, forgiveness is for yourself and not the other people. Definitely. Uh, readjustment. You know, it's a good time. Let, let, let's say you're, what you decided on, on in the earlier phases just isn't quite doing its Working thing for you. now's the time to readjust you got to reflect on that and realign your purpose right got to realign your purpose so this is the time to do that this is time to do that the waning crescent oh i love waning crescent it always just is so sharp and so mm -hmm. beautiful in the sky it's one of them that i just love it's time to surrender i have a big problem with surrender <laughs> um you know surrender just isn't in me sometimes but i do know it needs to be done i mean i went to a shrink for seven years she was saying surrender to your higher power i'm like, i ain't surrendering to anybody right, right. <laughs> i was in battle mode then but you know surrender is important and if you surrender yourself to your goddess your god your your faith your um just don't of, surrender to your weaknesses. Well, it's also a time for rest and rejuvenation. It is, it is. And sometimes just crawling into bed and putting the cover over your head right. is rest and, and, and rejuvenation. Well, and this I mean, could be me releasing my negative emotions, too. Yeah. Getting in bed, letting it all go. And I, honestly, when I get out of bed, I do feel better. Yeah. So I'm releasing that negative energy going, hey, I'm giving up for it now. And I, yeah, honestly, when I do get out of bed, I feel rejuvenated. I uh -huh. do. I get out of bed going, hey, tomorrow's a new day. Today's a new day. I feel good about it. That's right. And I do try to tell myself every day, it's a new day. It's a new day. It's a new day. And every new day is a new group of hope. Possibilities. That Possibilities. That's the word that I wanted. It's a good time also to end unhealthy relationships. Oh, wow. I mean, that's really the hardest thing to do because it seems like those that are most unhealthy for you are the ones that you want most in your life. Right. And I do not know why ones. that is, you know? Well, it's like, why do you want a candy bar when it's the most toxic thing you can have? Yeah, precisely. Because it tastes good. It makes you feel good. Night, and I should have. <laughs> <laughs> it tastes good. It makes you feel good, you know, but it's in the moment thing. Whereas these relationships are in the moment thing, and you pay for it later. Yeah. Just like with the candy bar, you pay for it later. You gain weight. The sugar rush is gone. You know, that kind of stuff. In these relationships, you pay for it later because they're toxic. Yes. So yes. you have to break them off. You have to stop. It, 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 it's hard to do, though. 
Oh, it definitely. It's really it's definitely hard. hard to do. A year ago, I had to break off. A rel- I, had, I had stopped talking to my mom. Just had to stop talking to my mother because for 40 some odd years, she's been toxic. Uh-huh. And I just had to say, you know what? I'm not letting you hurt me anymore. I am done. Yeah. And I'm better for it. Yeah. So I probably did it on the the Weaning Crescent without even knowing about it. <laughs> probably did. And that's cool. Break off bad habits, just like what we talked about. It's a good time to break off some of those bad habits. There's a few bad habits I'm really having a problem with. You know, my cigarettes, for mm, one. Definitely. Um, it seems like when, some, when, when, when things start falling apart, ah! cigarette i need to go think (laughs) i need to go think without a cigarette in my hand release what no longer serves you reflect on it what doesn't serve you in your life um for me it's a lot of my beading supplies since i don't bead anymore we're trying to we're trying to downsize so i've got to look at my crafty crap and be like, oh, okay. that's so hard. Well, you see, I'm one of those fleeting crafters. I'll be like, oh, I'm going to do all this stuff. So I'll spend money on all this stuff, and it lasts like a month. Yeah. And my husband's like, really? Really? How long is this going to last, really? And I'm like, oh, I'm going to do it. I swear I'm going to do it. And I do it for like a month. Yeah. The clay being an example. <laughs> I know the feeling. Uh, we've got that back bedroom that's so full of craft supplies, mm-hmm. yeah. and I'm having to get rid of some of it. So I'm having a garage sale. So, <laughs> nature. This is another way you can connect to your inner witch. You can strengthen your inner witch by stopping, noticing, and admire the nature around you. I do that so often. Mm-hmm. I really. This is something I practice on a regular basis. And I, I don't do this so much only because my nature is my front yard, which is really not nature to me. Okay, it, it, it's that's the same thing with me. It's when I go out on the deck, again, to have a cigarette. But, but I'm looking at things. It was like for about three weeks, I was staring at this one little leaf that was hanging on for dear life. All the leaves around it had fallen. And it would sit there and twist and twirl and everything, you know. And I was kind of sad the day I went out there and... The leaf was gone. I did see this. Okay, so on 12th Street, there's this tree with a ball in it, okay? And then I saw an article that said from the, I don't remember who it was, but for saying that down on 12th Street by the river, by the bridge, there's this ball in the tree. Then they were explaining it. It, was, it wasn't anything weird or dangerous. It was a porcupine up in the <gasps> tree. And I'm like, A, I didn't know we had porcupines in town. Okay. Uh-huh. Number two, I didn't know porcupines could crawl, like, like climb a tree that far. Because uh, it's like wow. way up in the tree. Really? Yeah, oh yeah, up in the tree. So I was like, hey, yeah, that's pretty. So that was me checking out nature. I'm like, that is pretty Nature's flipping cool. all around us. I don't care if you live in the middle of New York City. Mm. I mean, there's got to be a tree growing somewhere. I'm sure, yeah. I'm uh, sure. I mean, I've never been there. But, you know, you, you need to look at what nature is. I mean, it, it, whether it's just looking up at the clouds. You can at least notice the the seasons mm-hmm. what what season it is what what it's doing to the environment yeah you know, what right now we're at the end of winter what is it doing to our environment i mean one day it's 55 degrees the next day it's 35 degrees <laughs> what is that doing to our environment you know what's that doing to our brains right um no i understand that the, the trouble is right now we should have snow on the ground yeah you know we should really, have a lot of snow on the ground yeah it sh- it's going to be a hard summer if we don't start getting some snow but it's called um, climate, I, I've been it's called watching climate change. Too. Yeah. It's called climate change in a desert town. Well, major major drought worse in, in mm. twelve hundred years, they said. Right. So, you know, it's um I'm watching what it's doing to my trees, what it's doing to you know, my ducks love it. <laughs> <I bet. laughs> There's no snow to get their little feet, you know, their little cheese feet cold. Another way you can connect and strengthen your inner witch is, again, check out the moon phases. How are your moods and emotions affected by the moon phase? Especially like we talked about the full moon, but the other phases, how are you affected? And also pay attention, if you're a woman, to your menstrual cycles. And if you're a man, pay attention to women you know and their menstrual cycles. How is this replicated in nature and where you fit in? There is a quote by by Lisa Lister that says, It's remembering the cyclic nature of all things. It's recognizing how nature's cycles are mirrored within our human human experience, and it's having deep reverence for it all. I like that. So humans mirror nature in a lot of ways, starting with menstrual cycles and other cycles Mm -hmm. that we have. It's cyclic. It's like we... We were made to mirror nature. Mm-hmm. And young women do not believe that as they get older, 
they will start to cycle with the moon. And you put more than one or two women in a house together, Holy and they moly. start flowing at the same time every Holy month. Holy moly. Yeah, and it's, yeah, yeah. Been there. Don't want to do it again. So. Yeah, um, here's another one from um, Lisa Lester. She's also the author of the book Witch. You are the ritual. You are the practice that reconnects you to nature. In each and every woman, there's a creature, she wrote. She is wild, and she is a reflection of nature. She is a powerful force. She is a power source. She's a she's passionate, creative, deeply intuitive, and has a knowing that's older than time itself. And the creature's name? The Witch. Yep. I love that. Me too. I absolutely love that. Now, I think on this show, we've been a little more uh, leaning towards the feminine side of witchcraft. Mm -hmm. So I think we need to find some. We need to have that guest speaker on pretty soon. Um, you talked to him I did. and he's and, open? Yes, we need to do it pretty soon. We need to schedule that pretty soon. Yes. But, like, we have quotes like this. And I need, we need, I need to find some quotes for the masculine side of witchcraft because this is saying that makes you feel like only women can be witches. No, no, I know. I know, and we we got it. We I love the quote. I do because this does really capture female witches. It really does, and I love the power that this quote gives to feminine oh, witches. I love this quote. Yeah, but we do need to find some quotes for men too. I just yes, realized we do. This. I, 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 I see this. what you mean. We do. I mean. They're the whole other half of witchcraft. Right, right. So, look, look, okay, have you reconnected? Or are you interested in finding a new path? What path were you practicing when you stopped? Do you still identify with this path? I, I um, for the longest time, I was Wiccan. Just Wiccan. Mm -hmm. You know, I started out that way for the longest time. Then I kind of took a break. And then I kind of met some people and, you know, whatever. And then I decided that I was just an ominous pagan. I, I didn't. An ominous solitary pagan. I just a solitary witch. I didn't fit in with the pagan or the Wiccans because the whole Rick and Reed and the harm none thing just wasn't me. Yeah, you know. So I didn't abide by that. So I just you know. But it took me had taken a break mm -hmm. to figure that out. So yeah. So do you are you curious about other paths? Do you do you feel like what you started out with still you still identify with? Mm -hmm. You know. Hit the library. Yeah. Time for research. Yeah. Um, have you found a path you feel is for you? I mean, that, that, to me, that's the thing. You need to find the path that screams you. Yeah, it doesn't have to be your neighbor's path. It doesn't have to be your mother's path. It's yours. It's, and it doesn't even have to be a, like a rigid path. You can make your own path. That's right, you can. I've made my own path. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm a not gap exactly witch. You're a, gap a witch. green witch. Yeah, I'm a gap witch. I'm not exactly a green witch. I'm not exactly a kitchen witch. But I do practice both. I, I think it's important you find that calling inside of you. And you do that through research. You do that through soul searching. Do you feel a connection to certain gods and goddesses? I mean, is there somebody out there, is there a god or goddess that is calling to you? Um, for example, I have, like I mentioned, I have a patron goddess. Her name is Arshio. She is a Celtic goddess. She's a Celtic bear goddess, which, like, is wonderful for me because right. my life is all about bears. Mm -hmm. um, I'm working on doing a self-dedication uh, with honor to her. Oh, good. Because I just, it's been 20-some years since I've done a self-dedication. And like I said, I realized over the past week or so that I just felt disconnected not totally mm -hmm. but i wasn't close with her this past week and i want to be yeah i really want and i had been working on the self-dedication before that but now i really 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 want to do yeah. it so i'm, I'm going to work on that so if you if you feel like you're being called by somebody you know one of these gods and goddesses maybe you want to think about a dedication yeah you know i'm to me there's nothing like a self-dedication or a rededication i always you know it's energizing when you do right, that. Right, for sure. Um, grounding. Oh, man, that, that's got to be one of the most important things ever is grounding. Mm -hmm. um, if I want to, I feel so much negativity f filling up inside of me. I go outside and I draw power from the roots of the trees beneath me, the plants. You know, I get the feel of that nature and I just fill my body with all of that energy and let it push out the top of my head and let the universe recycle it you right. know um there's to me that that's 
one of the most important things, you know, Definitely. the cleansing and the grounding Definitely. to get get back into witchcraft. You may, um, if you're not grounded, there's a couple things you might recognize in yourself. You may feel lost, even though you know who you are and you know your plan, but you still might feel lost. You might feel lonely, even if you're surrounded by your friends and family and other people. You may have this intense inner emptiness. Um, you may have an intense longing for something that you can't place your finger on. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You may feel fatigued, like, you know, just like tired all the time, even if you're getting enough sleep. You'd feel like you're running on autopilot, like you're uninvolved with stuff. Yeah. And that was like me last week, you know. I really wasn't grounded last week at all. You may have some apathy, like you don't care or take pride in anything that you do. So you've got to find some ways to ground yourself. So let's let's yeah. talk about that. I think so. I mean, ways to ground yourself. Um, you sit, you stand, or you lay on the naked earth. I mean, there's nothing like the power that, that Gaia has got for you. I mean, she's there to help us, you know. Find your own patch of earth and connect. I... I not sure how you would do that in a city, especially if you're living, you know, 15, 20 stories up. Yeah. I mean, that's an awful long ways to go down. Possibly you can find a park that you feel safe in and do it in a park or, or at a friend's house even. That, that That is agreeable for you to be laying around on their lawn. Well, even um, even if you even if you lay on your own floor, well, true. Or sit on your own floor, you can you can visualize as best you can i i would imagine i mean i've done it here like you know sitting on my floor but i'm pretty close to the ground, ground so. yeah <laughs> yeah I, I wonder how you would do that doing it so far up um maybe you could reach sometime. to the sky maybe you could ground with the universe i mean well yes i mean like when you hold your hands up and you're looking at the goddess that could be what uh, yeah you could ground with the goddess i guess yeah. never thought of that I haven't thought about it either. What do you guys think? Yeah, let us know. Eat. The more natural, the better. And carbs, too. Yes. Yeah, you got you to do that carb load. You know, you got to make sure you're eating. Yes. Um, we're, we're, we've, we've been doing the uh, Mediterranean style, which is less meat, more vegetables, basically, and, and healthy vegetables. You know what? I'm starting to feel a little cleaner. I'm starting to feel a little... But better, not eating, you know, j just eating correctly. That's good. That's really good. Uh, you use natural grounding crystals or stones. Things like smoky quartz, black kyanite, black tourmaline. Be sure to cleanse and charge them, though. Yeah. You know. You can charge them outside with the moon. Mm-hmm. Full moon's a good time to do oh, it. You can cleanse them with some incense. Mm-hmm. You know, there's, there's ways to Sage, cleanse and charge them. Yep. Or um, salt water, if they won't fall apart in the salt water. Right. Or moon water. Another yeah. another um, good use for moon water is to charge your stones in yeah. them. Then you want to maybe, um, another way to ground is uh, to use some incense. There's some grounding incense like sage, sandalwood, patchouli. Uh, let me tell you, if I want to get back to my witchiness, patchouli. Yep, patchouli. That's like the the proverbial proverbial incense for witches. Anytime you go into a metaphysical store, patchouli, you know, it's always burning, you know. <laughs> we, we, we lived in a, um, the kids and I lived in an apartment. It wasn't in the best part of town, but it was cheap and, you know, it was fairly nice. Anyway, some neighbors came over to, in to introduce themselves. It was three kids living together in the apartment next door, and the one kid walks in, patchouli, you must be a witch. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. You can also um, bathe, like a ritual bath. You can use mineral salts. You can have some herbs in there, like sage and lavender. I I wasn't feeling so great uh, about a month or so ago. So I got my herbs out. I got my salts out. And I made my own little bath salts. And I, uh -huh. and I don't take baths because I have a hard time getting in and out of the tub with right. my back and stuff. Um, but I, I took a bath, and it was awesome. I felt so so good and my skin was moisturized oh boy, that sounds nice it was you know, good that, it was good especially when it's a little chilly out yeah. and you, drumming now mm. drumming's always you know i love listening to a drumming video or listen to you know an mp3 or something of drumming that that's one thing that does help me almost get to a meditative state there's also something else you can do What's and this that? is a trick i learned you can say um alexa uh what is it alexa 
get rid of negative energy or something and she'll play the tone it's it's like the the tone like on a on a pitchfork not a pitchfork a tuning yeah, a pitchfork tuning fork. <laughs> <laughs> a tuning fork I just think that's hilarious yeah standing there in the kitchen going ding ding ding, ding. <laughs> the tuning fork is it's that exact pitch that is supposed <laughs> that is supposed to get rid of negative energy but yeah, she plays that exact pitch. Well, I'll, look, I'll go home and try that on my Google. See yeah, if Google probably, does the same thing. Do. Um, I don't know if the exact wording, but you'll have to figure out the exact wording, but play negative energy or get rid of negative energy or something like that. Um, and then if you want to play positive energy, there's a way to do that too. Uh-huh. But yeah, you can also use Tibetan singing bowls. Oh, I love to do this. I have one, but I'm not good at it. I, I, I can't do it. It takes a while. But yeah, yeah, I, I love them. I keep telling my kids to get me one for Christmas, and they always mm. forget. I have symbols, too. Little finger symbols. Oh, really? That They're on string, and you kind of bang them together. Oh, with it. Yeah. okay. I'll show them to you. They're really okay. great. So any, any kind of musical instrument that you like, that percussion-type instrument, it's great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and if you've got an Alexa, there you go. Meditative exercise. Anything goes, people. Anything goes. I'm not a big meditator. I, my, my mind doesn't slow. I, it's so hard for me to slow my mind down. It's always going in. Some people say you've got an angel and a devil on your shoulders. Well, I've got about six of each on mine. But when you're, when you're doing a grounding exercise, you know, you can be walking and grounding yourself. Mm-hmm. You know, and these are, these are also, they're meditative exercises, but they're grounding things too. You could do yoga. You could do tai chi. But even the walking can ground you. Because your, your feet, the ground is under your feet. Yeah. What I do now for grounding is I grab my bag of dried worms in the morning. I go down and I sit down I, after I've let the ducks out. It just I, sounds weird. I grab my bag of dried worms. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, yeah, bring my, I'll bring my, my pitchfork over. <laughs> <laughs> no, but then I go out and feed the ducks breakfast. We sit there at the chair. And they know it's breakfast time. Yeah. Because the minute that they, they come running out of their pen to start their day, they're very noisy then they look and they see me and see me heading for the chair and they go oh breakfast Mm, there you go you know and i just sit there and i watch them be themselves you know watch their little personalities you know their little bickering or that's great you know just doing those things It, it, it takes everything else away whatever's going on in my mind disappears and i'm just focusing on those cute little ducks there you go that's a way to ground and meditate yeah Yeah, because i that that's about the only time i can find peace peace well speaking of that kind of stuff uh finding bringing back your inner witch you can do meditation um this focuses your mind it clarifies your vision gives you a clear understanding of yourself so the best way to start meditating are some tips and tricks basically not the best way tips and tricks you start with loose comfortable clothing and you find a a comfortable place to sit or lay so your your comfortable place is in your chair outside Mm -hmm. if you like it dark make it dark if you like natural sunlight there you go whatever you prefer for lighting if you like calming music put that on if you want a guided meditation you could turn on a youtube video or you there are so many of them on youtube you can pre-record meditations for yourself yeah that's a good idea you can read your own meditations or have somebody read it for you or you could focus on an object Mm-hmm. You get you could have a candle flame. You could focus on. You could focus on a crystal ball, you know, a stone, anything you want. You focus on your breathing. Mm-hmm. That's really that's really helps. It does. Focus on your breath. So in one, two, three. Out one, one two, two, three. Do a breathing exercise that really kind of helps you focus on that, and that will help you get into a meditative state. I like to do meditation journeys, where I get it. I get into the meditation by breathing. I imagine a chalkboard in my head, and I've done this with you, mm-hmm. huh? where you count down from 10 to 1, and you imagine on the chalkboard the numbers showing up and then disappearing. So there's a 10, then it's wiped away, then a 9, and it's wiped away. And it happens very slowly. And when I get to 1, I'm in that meditative state. Oh, wow. I like to journey when I'm in there. Mm-hmm. Depends on where I want to go. Sometimes I feel like going to the astral, so I'll go to the astral. Sometimes I feel like going to see my patron goddess, so I'll do that. Sometimes I want to, I have a happy place, which is where my spirit guides are, so sometimes I'll do that. Hey, you know, you could go wherever you want. That's pretty cool. I like doing it. Sometimes I fall asleep, but I always wake up feeling calm. 
Oh, good. Good. Yeah. You can also set an alarm to come out of it. Probably nothing jarring would be, you know, appropriate. But, but maybe something very soothing and calming. Yeah. Why don't you tell us about your experiences with meditating? Because you said you have a hard time. I, I have a tremendous hard time. It's when we were doing our group practice, you know. I think there was only once. I really got in, twice, I really got into a meditative state and that's where um i think it was leah that was um guiding us through the tree Mm -hmm. you remember that Mm -hmm. um i think i met one of my guardians there you know there's no names there's no but i got to see her and and it seems i believe that was her the other time i saw that symbol it was i think for embolic or something Mm -hmm. um we were doing it yeah is it like a sigil or is it it I can't remember what it was now. I've got it. I've got it written down in oh, a journal, okay. yeah. because that symbol just popped up to me, and I'm thinking, what does it mean? Right. You know, it's like that symbol I called you about in a oh, yeah, dream. Yeah, yeah. With okay, that, yeah. you know, I don't know what that is, but also, so you know, those are my kind of experiences. It has been. Well, what happens when somebody's doing a guided meditation and you're trying, but nothing like. Where are you when nothing happens? Are you just in the room, just waiting? No, no, I'm trying to push things out of my head. Okay. I'm trying to usher it through so I can... But as soon as I usher it through, something else pops up. Well, when, then I usher it through, something else pops up. One of the best ways to maybe combat that, and this is what I've always been... This is what I've always tried, and it kind of. this is how I kind of got past it. When a thought comes in, you recognize it, and you let it go through. You mm-hmm. just let it pass through. Now the thought comes in, you reckon, and so pretty soon the thoughts are coming and going, and you're not even realizing it. Right. And that's the that's the theory. Some people it just doesn't happen for. Yeah. It for me, for the, 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 there, there, there's. I guess it's probably like the Canadian border last week with trucks. <laughs> you know that that's what my head's doing. Gotcha, gotcha. Because um, I just wanted to explain to our listeners, you know, my experience was this, but your experience was that. Yeah. I mean, not everybody's experiences are the same. Right, right, right. So, if you fall asleep, set an alarm, like you said, something that's not going to go, bing, bong, bing, bong, bing, bong, and wake you up, and maybe some, some gentle music or something like that. So, there's other ways you can connect with your inner witch. Like your boss or your uh, grimoire? Your BOS, yeah. Yeah. Book of Shadows. I have so many that I started. Yeah. You know, they're all over the place. They're in all <laughs> kinds of different files. Some of the files can't even be opened on modern computers. Wow. You know, so, you know, I have not been real faithful with a, with a boss. There is no boss that I can go back to and say, hey, this is what I was doing. This is what I learned. Because... Again, it, it, it's that line of truckers that, that that's waiting to come into, I, you know, I have a hard time with that. Right. Anything that takes a lot of attention, I have real problems with. Right. I had, um, back in the day, I had printed out a lot, a lot, a lot of information. Why I printed it all out, not sure, but I'm glad I did. Uh-huh. Because I, I mean, we're talking hundreds of pages. Yeah. And um, so that was my... Book of Shadows for, and it, there was some notation in there, some annotations and stuff in my writing, but not a lot, and some highlighting and stuff like that. So, I don't know, about a couple months ago, I pulled it all out, and I took it all, and I organized it, like, took it all, like, and organized it by subject and everything. Uh-huh. You know me, I'm an organizer. Yes. Yeah, I do that thing. And then I figured out, because my kids bought me this big, large, leather-bound Grimoire. So beautiful. With the chakra stones on it and everything. It's gorgeous. Um, and I wanted to put a lot of information in there, but I had it's not gonna fit everything. So I got it all organized. I have about three manila envelopes or three um, brown envelopes with you know with a little thing about this thick. Three oh. or four of them filled with the paperwork uh-huh. that I printed out. So I have those and then I put a bunch in my grimoire, but not I mean I've probably filled a good third of my grammar with this stuff. And then I have my other written, handwritten spells and stuff that I copied into my grammar. So my grammar is probably now about half full. I mean, you know, like I said, I'm going to organize. And I even, (laughs) 
I even have a table of contents for my grimoire. Well, I know that. I know you showed that to me. I think it was last week or the week yeah, before. Because I don't know what order they're in or where to find them. And, and like I said, my memory sucks. So it's like, okay, I want to look up a spell for prosperity. I'm not going to know where to find it in that book. No way. Yeah. So I have to have a table of contents. That's how organized I am. The Virgo in you. Yep. Yeah. Whereas my Virgo's the coming Pisces out. in me says. Right. <laughs> not organized <coughs> at all. Right. Alter. Have you set up an altar for you to do your practice? Um, that is one way to get back. You're always looking at it. Yep. And there are discreet ways of doing it. I had one at work before I retired. Nobody would guess that it was... A little altar. Yeah. yeah. I mean, all it was was a vase and a um, bunch of silk flowers and a few little trinkets, animal yeah. trinkets and things. And then... Um, the, the store there in Anchorage would sell this goddess oil. Oh my god, I love that oil. But it also came with a, a clay scent dispenser, you know. And it was in the shape of the goddess, you know, with her hands above her head and everything. And I just slid that in there. Hmm. Nobody really noticed it. Nobody knew it was religious. Nobody knew that it was anything other than an office decoration that sat up on top of my cabinets. Nice, know? nice. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of ways to do it if you can't be open. If you live, if you live in a house where you can't tell your parents or your spouse or whatever, if you have a full bookshelf, you can put little things like on the bookshelf as decoration, mm -hmm. which is what you know some people I know have had to do. I did it because we had um, some Christian people walking through the house in and out, in and out. So I had to put, if I wanted to put it in my living room or where people could see it, I put it on this bookshelf that kind of stashed little things all around the bookshelf. Uh -huh. and that was my altar in the living room. And then I'd have my main altar in my bedroom. Uh -huh. You know, so sometimes it's what you got to do. It's what you got to do, you got to do. Uh, with my cats... I don't put mm. anything on anything. I trained my cats not to go up on my altar. They're on my, I'm, they're, I have a roll-top desk, and on the left side, there's about a, I don't know, maybe a 12-inch 12, 12 square. That's Kitty Central. The cats are allowed on Kitty Central to get their treaty treats. Uh -huh. That's what they do. The rest of it is my altar. They are not allowed up there. And they know it. They start going for it. I say, not for you. And they turn around and go back. The only time they're up there is when the demon likes to get up there and throw my rocks on the floor. <laughs> and she'll, she'll look at me and go, plink, and she'll toss my rock on the floor. And so I'm like, you demon, get off my altar. And then she will. <laughs> I so, love it. Yep. That's what um, she does. Bacon's taken to getting on everything including walking into the kitchen and you got these glowing yellow eyes from mm -hmm. on top of the cupboards looking down mm -hmm. at you you know mine likes to get under my dresser and go f swipe at my feet <laughs> this big fat cat under my dresser <laughs> you know, turd but anyway there are um definitely some traditional altar tools that you could stash around or just put on your altar um, including an athame a broom candle cauldron chalice for the goddess some incense pentacle you could put your wand up there or you could put any other tools and adornments that uh -huh. you'd like i mean it's your altar it means something to you put whatever you want up there that's right and you could and if you want to dedicate it to a god or goddess you know what same thing i say with everything research yeah. find the things that they like you know and then and then another way you could uh, get back into witchcraft is a community find other witches get involved Sometimes it's not quite as easy as said as done, but there are several places we can go. Yeah. I mean, you can join Facebook groups, especially those of you in the larger cities. Right. I mean, Facebook is filled with groups for lo local activities and stuff. Pagan even, space. Even if not on Facebook, you can at least connect with you know other pagans around the country and have friendships, people to yes. talk to through there. You can ha have your online friendships. Your, your, your cyber, yeah. yeah. Pagan space is a good place to do that. Right. It really is. I like Pagan space. I do too. I haven't been on it for a while. I need to get on there. Local metaphysical shops are one of the best ways in the world to meet your, your local community if you're lucky enough to have one. Sometimes the local communities don't support their local shops and they go under. If you've got a local shop, support it. And then the last thing would be events such as Pagan Pride Day, if you're lucky enough to have one. We don't. Yeah. But we have a close, Reno has one. I would like to go to that next year. What and they say? have a big one. They have a, it's pretty big. 
We could go. Yeah, we could go. I think it's in the fall. Yeah, most of them are in the fall. Usually it's in September and October. Yeah, we could totally go. And Pagan Pride, it is. I mean, the ones I've uh, been to or been involved with are always small. But we've had some good ones. Had some not so good ones. Um, We've had successful ones. We've got some that never really happened. But I really enjoy that feeling of, you know, that community feeling, especially if they're doing a community ritual. Right. You know, it, it's really something. And I, I strongly suggest Pagan Pride is a good cause. We would choose a local charity or, or a local organization. Um, a lot of times we would choose something like the Women's Shelter. Gather clothes for women to go in so that they have clothes to go to interviews with. Oh, that's you know? great. Yeah, you, you could do all kinds of things. And there's always the food. You gather food and the canned food is given to the local food. Food banks, yeah. Yeah, so. That's great. I've only ever been to like one, and that was in Maine uh, when we lived there. So, because I didn't know about Pagan Pride Day when we lived in Reno. Uh-huh. I just didn't know about it, you know, so I didn't go. But now that I know, and knowing is half the battle, you know, <laughs> I won't go. Well, we'll keep an eye on it to maybe do a report. That'd be Afterwards, great. Afterwards, what great. is Pagan yeah. Pride? What yeah. happened? Well, so, it looks like it's about time to wrap it up for the episode, don't you think? Yeah, I think we hopefully we give you a lot of got a lot of good info. Yes. Well, that's about it. Hopefully, we've given you some ideas on how you can get back into witchcraft if you've been away for a while. Leave us some comments, please. Leave us some comments. If there is a topic you'd like us to cover on a future show, please join us next time. Now, I'm really excited for this. Same witching hour. Same bubbling cauldron as we begin our new six-part series, Beginning Witchcraft. Woohoo! For sure, I'm excited to start this series. And we hope you enjoy listening to us as much as we enjoy chatting. You know, we have a great time. So if so, please like and share our podcast with all your witchy friends. We can be found on your favorite podcast platform. Also, we wanted to let you know that due to our current individual family situations, we're going to be dropping our podcast down to every other week. Fear not, we're still going to bring you some good info and banter. So we will see you in two weeks. So thanks for listening to Crones of the Wild Wasteland. And until then, hail and farewell. Join Desert Jen and Obsidia Musette Sage next time on Crones of the Wild Wasteland as we chronicle the ways of the witches. Care for yourselves and one another. Keep the strengths of the witches close to your heart and spirit. By the powers of the north, west, south, and east, we bid you hail and farewell.